When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. coffee guy mate uh, it's good it's good i needed a good strong mate, cup. Uh, mate, I, I can't believe this technology hey eh? how good's this i know this is awesome this is so much better it than is, last time oh mate mate bloody unbelievable actually yeah. I've, I've got a cold drink i'll just go switch the jug off okay Oh, mate. Yeah, the um, mate, I was probably a little bit disjointed. Uh, mate, I hope you can, um, uh, you're good at editing. Oh, no, no, you're perfect. Yeah, that was. You reckon? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah I, for sure. Mate, I, I, I thought that last point with what Karen was wearing was a very poignant point, you know? I think so too. And, uh, and, and I, I really should have remembered it and put it in, but I um, uh, decided not to bloody um, make notes, you know? I just did it from memory, you know? That's the <laughs> but, best um, way to do it, man. If, you know, if you prepare too much, you lose it, and it sounds like you're reading a script. The way you did mm-hmm. it, it's perfect, man. Oh, mate, that's good. That's good. It's perfect. And, you know, it blows my mind. You know, I I should know this because I've been over to Guam a couple of times, but it's just oh, it's yeah. Hot, oh yeah, it's hot all the time over there. Yes, but you're yes. you're talking about, you know, you're in in winter right now. It's midsummer here. It's a hundred degrees here, and yeah, I, I heard you guys were suffering, eh? Yeah, man, and it's just so wild that you know you're. Mm. Everything's its opposite. It's 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 nighttime yeah, it there. Daytime. I, I I love it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, eh? It's it is. crazy. But we're talking oh, so like, we're been... in, like we're in the living room together. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you you were over in Gua- uh, Guam as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. I went over there two times when I was in the Air Force. Um, oh, fantastic! Oh, mate, I mate, there is nothing. Well, being a ham radio operator, there is nothing better. Than six meters into Guam, you know, yeah, the, that's, yeah, that's always good to the to um, yeah, um, when the six meter uh, season opens, uh, to, to get a contact into Guam, you know, because yeah. uh, uh, the Jays are or Japan's further to the north, right? And uh, 
uh, yeah, everyone's always chasing Japan and you know, you know the, the the Asian countries. You know, yeah. it's just uh, yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, so um, uh, so you were Air Force as well. Yes, I was. Yes, I oh, was. Excellent, excellent. And so, what do you do now? Did you say you were a teacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow they they allowed me to teach kids. I don't know how they. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So how how's this COVID treating you as far as employment? Are you still getting in and teaching the kids? Uh well, it was kind of back and forth because you know, right now we're off for summer break, but yep. Um about the first semester of school, about the first half of school, everything was remote. You know, I would yep. go to the school and I was sitting in an empty classroom. And now I do a meeting like this with whatever kids decided to show up from their home on their computer. And yep. if, if they didn't show up, I couldn't fail them because mm-hmm. we live, we live out in the country, you know, so they might not yep. have internet or they live with their grandparents. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to use the phone, the, the computers and stuff. So yep. I would just give the lesson to whoever would do it. Um, okay. And hope for the best. And they just, they basically just had to write off the whole school year. Yeah, mate, the same thing happened here too. Yeah, uh, yeah lockdowns, oh, mate, it's crazy. The world is, is a crazy place at the moment. It it is. Is. Mate, all we can do is um, do the best to survive, you know? That's it. Uh, bloody, oh, I'm, uh, at the moment, um, Queensland's probably luckier than uh, uh, most other states. Uh, New South Wales, they're in a world of hurt at the moment. Uh, they're up. Well, see, we're not, we're not getting... Mate, we we start we start uh, quaking in our boots when um, uh, we get well hear of seventy cases in a day in yeah. a state, you know. So um, New South Wales, um, they just cracked two hundred this week, and everyone's going, "Oh, this is not good," you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, mate, nothing compared. But you know, population wise, uh, between you and uh, you guys and us, you know, uh, you're you're what probably ten times <laughs> ten yeah, times we the have- population. In the United States, we have somewhere around 350 million people. Mm. Well, I think we've got about 37 million. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, 10 times. Yeah, yeah. but see, again, see, totally, totally different countries. See, all our all our population is basically around the coastline. Right. Um, very, very little uh, in the in the uh, once you get basically say 300 k's inland. Uh, the population just drops, you know. <laughs> People just don't want to be out there, out in the scrub, you know. Where, where I love it, you know. I just love going bush. Yeah. But um, yeah, the um, uh, yeah, I uh, you, you probably know I work at a uh, uh, an air force base. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. Um, with um, I, I I have a theory. It's, and it's something, mate, you can, you can only have theories. You know, it's all pie-in-the-sky stuff. Right. But, but um, uh, I work at Ambly. Um, probably um, I'll, I'll just refer to it as a, a defence force base because everyone else can join the dots, you know, right. um, as far as where I work. But um, the, um, it, it's called the super base because we have uh, um, both uh, Army uh, Air Force and Navy uh, representatives on base. Wow. But the base base itself is very old. Uh, it's been, oh, it was probably established 
uh, in the 1930s uh, as, a, as a proper base, uh, fully functional uh, World War II. Uh, uh, a, a lot of Yank uh, uh, in, involvement at, at, at Ambly itself, you know, yeah. uh, liber, liberators and uh, um, uh, a lot of the bigger um, uh, bombers. But, uh, yeah, so getting back to my theory, um, with, with old places and Air Force um, or, or defence members, uh, to me, and, and I've met a lot of them, Air Force or or the Defence Force that the section that they're in, it's their life, you know. And you would have seen that yourself. Yeah. They live and they breathe the job. Yeah. Um, and absolute dedication, absolute dedication to the job. Um. When it comes time to go, mate, I don't, mate. The, the stuff I've experienced, I, I think it's from members. That just don't want to go. They don't. They they just want to carry on, yeah. and, and and mate, that's that's the feeling I get, you know. Wow. So um, yeah, it's I, I've had uh, probably I've I've had uh, I've experienced uh, probably half a dozen, but there's probably four that really stand out. Yeah. Uh, one with a witness, and uh, but it, it's funny when you when you work night shift. On a defence force base, everyone, everyone has experienced uh, something. Mate, I can talk Yowies, I can talk UFOs, I can talk paranormal with anyone on that base at night, and they all just nod because they've all experienced it themselves. They um, they have no doubt that these things exist, you know. But but then I I hear stuff in the states. Where people don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. You know, they've run across a big foot because someone's going to ridicule them. But yeah. I have never, ever been ridiculed if I've told someone what I've what I've experienced. They'll they'll sit there and they'll listen. And and mate, I would say eight times out of ten, they'll say their brother, their father, their grandfather has told me about it and they have experienced something very similar. Yeah, so, mate, yeah, so I, I, I find it very interesting that, um, yeah, the ridicule in the States is compared to the head nodding here, you know? It's, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. People are just so worried about judgment or something here. I don't know. You're, mm. They're finally coming along with mm. UFOs. Um, oh well, yeah, well the disclosure by the American government now, yeah, right. Yeah. That, that's what yes. it took before. Now, yes. now people are like, "Well, okay, then yeah, I do understand. I, I saw something, you know." Mm. But they were scared to death before that. Uh, yes, I've yes. always talked about it, you know. But I, I don't care yeah, if you think I'm a weirdo, you know. I, I, no, 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 no. What, what I see, I see, and what I experience, I experience. So I don't mind talking mm. about that stuff because I know my truth. Um, but a lot of people, yes. they don't have that, you know, they, they worry too much about what other people are going to think. And that's exactly right. Uh, that's exactly right. Well, mate, when I joined this, um, this Facebook group, mate, as I said, the um, yeah, like-minded people. Yeah. But um, now Steve, Steve the skeptic or the level-headed guy, uh, you know, always, you know, there's got to be a reason. 
And uh, mate, some of the stories he's told me, mate, I just shake my head. Uh, I, I just, you, you, you do not want to be in the situations that he's been in. You know, I just, I, I'm curious, but I would be so, so on high alert that you, you end up like he's he he went to a hunting property, and he had some stuff happen uh, over two nights. Mate, I would have I would have been gone within half an hour and, and never <laughs> ever ever to return. But he, he managed to he managed to um, uh, sit through two nights of this, and and mate, some of the stories I uh, I just uh, exceptional bloke, you know, yeah. exceptional. Uh, but uh, I I would I would never what he went through I would never put it on my worst enemy enemy, you know. Oh wow, it's just it's just crazy crazy stuff. But that, that, that's Steve's story, you know. But I, I might talk him into having a yarn with you. Yeah, yeah, but this is, yeah. Get him out. Get yeah. him to talk to me, man. Oh, mate, he, he might want to. Uh, some of the stuff he told me was pretty personal, you know. And right. uh, why he would confide in me, I don't know, you know. But <laughs> but but some of the other stuff he might talk about. But um, yeah, oh, but yeah, crazy, crazy stuff, you know, crazy stuff. Um, okay, so mate, do you want to fire up on some of this? Uh, Air Force stuff, on yeah. base stuff. Yeah, let me hear it. You said there there were four that stand out. Four that stand out, mate. Um, I'll I'll do it um, uh, on a timeline. Okay. Okay. So, well, I, okay. So, I scored the best job in the world, and <laughs> uh, I um. So I'm going to work at a defence force base. Anyway, I didn't even know like. Um, uh, uh, this Defence Force base is probably a half hour run out of Brisbane uh, to the west. And I had to look it up on Google Earth <laughs> to find, <laughs> find it, you know. Anyway, so I found it and I rolled in and uh, I'm uh, uh, a new uh, uh, patrol officer. And uh, so um, I've met all the crew. Anyway, um, we had a... Uh, an experienced patrol officer there and uh, I threw the hand out, shook his hand and I said, my name's Rod. And he looked at me and they call, he said, they call me Anakin because he looked at it like a out of Star Wars. Right. And he put his hand out and he looked at me in the eye and he said, now this is the first words out of this guy. He said, I see dead people. Whoa. And I just... And I, do you? And he said, yep. And then he just turned, turned around and, and wandered off into the dark, you know? And, I, and the team lead on that night came over and he said, oh, so you met Anakin? And I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's interesting. And I said, yeah. He said, uh, he sees dead people. And he said, yeah, apparently. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so that was, that, was my, that was my first night there. And uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I, I thought that was very, very interesting, you know, but then uh, um, to actually, there was always rumours, you know, Every, I, I don't know whether it was a G up from the other security guards, you know, just to keep you on your toes or get, keep your mind on the job, you know, right. but now my, my first experience, the, um, I, I, I advanced pretty quickly up the ranks. And uh, anyway, um, I was team lead there one night 
and now we had we had three patrol officers in vehicles and uh, we patrolled uh, the outside um, off flight line where the uh, military working dog personnel they 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 take care of the flight line and any other minor uh, indiscretions that they get called on but uh, we do all the patrolling and uh, asset surveillance anyway so um, one one night there it might have been I reckon maybe in May uh, it wasn't overly cold so yeah I, I'd say April May and I decided to go for a drive and just check on the check on the boys see how they were going right. and I uh, uh, drove past a uh, uh, what we call the fuel farm and I could see one of our boys in there uh, cruising through so I, I, I jumped on the uh, jumped on the radio and uh, I said, oh, I'd love to catch up with you and have a yarn. I said, uh, I'm in a park uh, about 200 metres further uh, north uh, on the main road. Um, when, you, when you're finished in there, uh, pull up and we'll have a yarn, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've proceeded up the road and I've pulled over on the side of the road and uh, switched the vehicle off and I'm sitting there waiting. I've got the window down and I could, I could start to hear voices. Now, this is two o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and I've, I've glanced over and we've got a couple of um, uh, simulators uh, on the right-hand side of the road and I've, I've looked over there. There's no one there. There's no vehicles there, uh, not at two in the morning. So I, I step out of the vehicle and I could hear these voices. I've glanced down, I've made sure the vehicle's turned off, I've made sure my walkie-talkie is turned off, and still these voices persisted. So I, uh, I stepped away from the vehicle and, uh, and I'm listening really intently. And then it, it occurred to me what I was hearing. And again, being a ham radio operator, Right. I know what radio chatter is. And what I was hearing was between a pilot and a, uh, uh, the navigator. I could hear, it was muffled, mm -hmm. but I could hear one voice talking and then a hash and then the next voice would start conversation and then and then as the switch was being flipped yeah. and then the voice would start again and I sat there and I, I probably listened for about a minute and I thought this is crazy what what's what what am I hearing what's happening here anyway I'm the, on the main road I uh, I looked I looked to the uh, uh, well, I'm heading north. I'm off to the side. I'm on the left-hand side of the road. So yeah, on the opposite side of what you guys are. <laughs> and I look down and there's a memorial there uh, for two, for two uh, aviators killed in an F-111 crash uh, further down the coast. And I, I, I looked and I, I'd seen it during the daytime, but I just didn't make the connection at that yeah. two o'clock in the morning. But then I looked down and I saw the uh, 
the plaques there. And I, I stepped back and I, and I, I then realised I was probably hearing their final conversation before their plane went in. Wow. And, uh, you gave me mate, chills I, all over me, man. Oh, mate, did, mate, did, I, have, did I have chills? Oh, I guess. I, 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 wow. I, I know what I heard. I, I know what I heard. I heard yeah. their conversation. So I got back in the car and, and mate, really, out of sheer respect for these guys, I, I, I drove another 100 metres down. Right. And I parked up again and waited for um, the petroleum to come out of the fuel farm. But, mate, I'll never forget that. It was just when I went that that instant when I realised what I was listening to, and then saw the the memorial. I went, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, that's a sobering moment. Yeah. Mate, mate, I I I had I had no right to hear them, and and that's why how I felt. I had no. This is your conversation, guys. I, I, I have no right to hear this. Yeah. So that's that's why I got in the car and, and, and parked up the road, you know. But um, yeah, that was that was just <laughs> absolutely crazy. Okay, so that was that was the first one. <laughs> and then mate, as Anakin said, he sees dead people, you know. Mate, uh -huh. the history, the history on that place is incredible. Okay, so now. Uh, Time-wise, uh, uh, one of my fellow patrollers I usually like to catch up and have a coffee with. Um, I patrol with him now, you know. Right. Great guy. Absolutely great guy. He's a guy that you can depend on. Um, if if you put a call out, he's there beside you uh, and ready, you know. Yeah. So brilliant, brilliant guy. Great backup and, and, and a thinker, you know. Okay. So um, uh, Al and I used to catch up around midnight and we have a coffee. Anyway, uh, this one night there, uh, we were up at the officer's mess and we were sitting on the uh, 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 the stairs. Oh, beautiful, beautiful new building and wooden stairs. And we were sitting there having a coffee. It was, and it was just after midnight, because we used to always meet up at midnight. Anyway, so we're sitting there having a coffee. Um, now, the officers' mess, uh, pretty flash, and uh, mate, all beautiful um, wooden floors all throughout. Um, uh, there's a veranda. We're on the steps on the veranda, and then you've got these uh, beautiful uh, timber and glass doors, and then you've got the dining area inside and the bar area. Yeah. Now, this, um, yeah, bar area. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Al and I are sitting in there, and two o'clock in the morning. Now, if you're going to have other military uh, personnel there, you will, you will naturally, you'll hear them, you'll see the vehicles. Right. And uh, uh, generally, it's, it's all sweet. You'll pick them a mile away, you know. So Alan and I are sitting there and we hear footsteps inside just, and you know, they were, they were, they were dressed, they were dressed shoes, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Up to the bar, rattled the um, the grill on the bar, and and then started to walk off. Well, we were we were only four meters from those doors. We, the coffee was down. The coffee was down, and we were inside within three seconds. There was no one there. We 
I Al went one way, I went the other because what we what we experienced was so strange. I ran to the other side of the building. There was not a there was not a vehicle. There was no one there. Al reported the same. No one there. We know what we heard. We yeah. heard someone walk across walk across the floor and test and then turn around and start to walk back. Oh. And there was and there was no one there. Absolutely, I know there was no one there. <laughs> so, wow, yeah, that, that was just that was that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So, um, um, uh, the other the other one that I had at the mess, we we, we were we were always feeling something, uh, a, a presence or multiple presence. I, I can't say whether it was the same same presence, but um, uh, yeah, just stuff that you you just you just shake your head. No, I, I must be tired. You know, I must right. be tired. I'm just fatigued. But um, I was on the other side of the building one night. Um, I, I always dash and check check the interior and then um, there's a couple of scan points that you that you hit anyway I, uh, I was on the landing on the other side uh, put my hand out onto the doorknob so you uh, big glass glass doors put my hand on the doorknob and I looked up and uh, I had a figure uh, like I'm, I'm I'm just on six foot and I could see probably this much of his face above mm. my head. So this bloke might have stood six, seven, six, eight. Um, he was broader across the shoulders than me because I could see his uniform. Yeah. And, and he was behind me. Oh, my and, gosh. And I knew, I knew there was no one behind me, but I, I saw, I, it was a glance up. Yeah. I saw, I saw this figure there. But I never, well, <laughs> I know I must have jolted or something, <laughs> but I didn't want to, I didn't want whatever it was to know that I'd seen it. Yeah. So I just kept the pressure on the door and just sort of tried to flow <laughs> inside. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. The, now, the last one, I have no explanation for. I, um, this one rattled me for a while. I, I, I won't linger in that area now. Um, I just in building check and I'm out of there. Yeah. The um, now this one happened. I'd say within the last twelve months. Now the wires and wherefores. Uh, it's a new building. It's a new compound. There is no history there. Yeah. yeah you well to me I associate paranormal paranormal whatever <laughs> with uh, with history you know right um, this this has no history um, well I, I can't say it has no history um, we have a squadron there and um, uh, Aboriginal land earlier on Um there's a um, a tree that has been bought out of. I'm not saying it was out of exactly where this building's been placed, but 
um, maybe a little bit further to the north. And the tree itself, um, the Aboriginals, they carve the tree and they'll make a basket out of the um, out of the bark. So you'll end up with a scar on a tree. Yeah. Um, so this tree, it had this uh, scar on it, and one of the squadrons has used it um, uh, in their garden at the front of their building. Whether interfering with that tree, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, okay, so a normal night. Uh, I'd rolled up to check this building um, and the compound, so go and rattle the doors. Nothing, nothing was different that night. I didn't feel anything, anything different. Um, I'm out in the boonies. Oh, well, yeah, you'd call it the boonies there on base. Yeah. Uh, you can, mate, if there's someone around, you'll know it. Um, uh, dark enough that, uh, yeah, you, you don't walk, you don't walk in that area without a torch. Um, a lot of kangaroos, uh, snakes, uh, all sorts of um, stuff that'll hurt you, you know? Right. Anyway, um, yeah, and you don't want to walk into a kangaroo, you know? That's I guess not. <laughs> the, um, did you ever see that clip of that kangaroo that guy snotted? He, he had a stand-up stash with it. It had grabbed his dog. No. Look it up on YouTube. Okay. He, he's, put a, he's put a beauty on, do he? <laughs> anyway, so... Um, okay, so um, yeah, that's that's the uh, the working condition of this building. So out in the boonies. Okay, so um, I, I've done my building check. It's, it's about two o'clock in the morning. Um, I've got back in the vehicle now. My vehicle, my patrol vehicle, is a, uh, a Nissan Patrol uh, dual cab U, four wheel drive, and I'm, I've jumped back in it, and I picked up my logbook. To make the uh, make the uh, uh, log entry, and there is eighteen inches from my ear on the uh, on the window behind me on the in, on the rear seat. Yeah. This thing, or whatever it was, had wrapped three times on the window. Now where I'm sitting, my eyes are straight onto the rear vision mirror on the door. There is nothing there. Um, my initial thought was, oh, it's got to be, got to be a doggy. You know, he spotted my vehicle, and he's or, or one of the patrollers has spotted my vehicle and snuck up. You know, because I was uh, probably maybe a hundred meters off the uh, off the bitumen. So I've I've leapt out, and I and I'm swearing. I, I, I said, I'll have you, I'll have you, mate. There was no one there. There was no one there. I I quickly. Went around the building, checked, no vehicles. Went out to the road in case they'd parked and hidden their vehicle. No. The uh, but mate, I, I reckon I lifted six inches off that off that seat. Okay. And, and as I said, my eyes were on that mirror within within less than a second. My eyes were instantly on that mirror. Yeah. And there was no one there. But I know what I heard. Mm. There was some three distinct raps on that glass. It was just, and mate, I, as I said, I have never, ever 
hung in that area. I'll just quickly and then go on. I, I will not sit there. It's just I just get this really, really bad feeling, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. Yes, yes, it <laughs> but is. that was that was probably the scariest. Mate, that was more scarier than than looking into that that glass door and seeing that reflection, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, was, that was super scary super scary yeah. but um, as, as i said there's, there's people report stuff all the time you know yeah but uh, you know what they what they what they're experiencing there's something you know but um, I, I I just don't like the paranormal. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I try to face a yell, you know. Um, you know, with 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 the paranormal, it's you know, generally someone has passed. You know, it's, there's, there's always a sad aspect to it. Right. The um, but the other uh, the other paranormal one didn't occur on base, and uh, uh, it, it's personal, but. I'll, 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 I want to tell you about it. Okay. Just if you want to, you know. Yep. Uh, the, um, uh, my brother, uh, he was uh, 18 months uh, younger than me and a real scallywag, just a real scallywag. Um, we uh, both started our working lives as um, apprentices, um, motor mechanics, but uh, Greg... Greg was his name, and uh, he was always had this fascination with trucks. Anyway, uh, halfway through his apprenticeship, he, he became a diesel mechanic and moved. I, I moved to Brisbane. Well, we both moved to Brisbane uh, to become mechanics, and uh, Greg found this love of trucks, so he moved back home and uh, he got a, an, a, a changed over his employee to become a, a diesel fitter. Uh, yeah. with trucks anyway he joined uh, he joined a crew in Toowoomba um, and uh, but his he didn't want to work on them he wanted to drive them you know yeah. uh, working on them was a means to an end where he he would become a truck driver you know right. uh, but a cowboy he was a cowboy you know and you knew it was never going to be a good ending, you know. Um, he ended up um, uh, wife and two young boys, but an absolute cowboy. He, uh, no fear. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> just, a, just a, yeah, just a crazy guy, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, uh, and as I said, you know, there, there was only ever going to be one ending, and he, he put one put one over one too many times, and it blew a steer tire, and uh, ended up in the scrub and. The, uh, and he and he died. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, mate, you now it was you knew it was coming. You know, as I said, he was a cowboy. It was it was going to bite him sooner or later. Yeah. So, um, I reckon it might have been maybe three years, three or four years after he passed, and uh, my wife and I and uh, our two, we were heading. Um, from Brisbane up to Toowoomba. And there's a section of the road they call the Gatton Bypass. And anyway, uh, driving along, not a care in the world, might have been 
you know, a little bit over the speed limit, you know, maybe five, five, six Ks over. Speed limit there was 100, and I might, I might have been sitting on 105, 106. Anyway, driving along, uh, a sedan and the kids' car seats in the back uh, near the doors and an empty space in the centre. Driving along and I look in the rear vision mirror and my brother's sitting there. And I never said a word to Karen. And I, I looked up and he's just, he, there was no expression, but he was just looking straight ahead. So I instantly dropped my speed and dropped it just, just below 100. And I, I looked up and he'd gone. And at that moment, uh, a truck coming the other way had lost. Um, over here, we have these huge bales of loosen, and uh, they might be 10 foot diameter, but you know, I, I don't know how much they weigh, but bloody heavy. Anyway, the strap had broken on this truck, and this thing had bounced across the highway and it bounced um, just in front of us, and uh, it would have basically taken the roof off or the front of the car off if yeah. I hadn't have slowed down. So this thing's, Karen screamed. <laughs> Kids were probably snoozing, but I uh, I, I knew yeah. that's why my brother had turned up. Man. Just as, you know, just back off that fraction, something's happening. Yeah. And... Uh, it took me a long, long time before I told my wife about a day. And uh, I said to her, I said, remember the, when that uh, that big bale bounced in front of the vehicle? And she said, yeah, I that terrified me. I said, well, yeah, I saw Greg in the back of our car in the rear vision mirror. And he was sitting there. And, uh, yeah, so. Wow. That was just crazy. Man. Um, I got yes. me scared. You made me teary-eyed. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, I um, Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I've never seen him since. Yeah. So, yeah, fingers crossed, I don't need his warnings. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as I said, mate, he was a cowboy, but he was a hell of a good guy, you know. But yeah, um, it was always going to happen, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, you've probably met the same sort of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, know. Know. <laughs> yeah you know, you know the ones. Oh, the, yeah. Um, oh, over here, their favourite um, favorite trick is, uh, you know, they'll, they'll do an overnighter down to Sydney or something like that. And, mate, they'll be six foot off their mate in front of them. And uh, and just get dragged along, you know. No, no, crazy stuff, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll do that for, for hundreds of kilometres, you know. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So where are you? So you're in West Virginia. Yes. And what's the name of the uh, name of the place? Okay, I'm in uh, Logan County, West Virginia. Um, mm -hmm. It's down. So, the... so you're not in a town. You're out in the out in the bush. Yeah, yeah. Well, I live I live in the suburbs, um, a little a little suburban area. We, it's so weird here. Everything here mm -hmm. is mountains, uh, like 
big mountains. We have little valleys, yep. you know, and it's just wherever there's a valley, there's a road and a river. The road follows the river, you know, yep. and and you have houses just kind of wedged in there on the sides of the hills. You know, I, I, I live on the side of a mountain right now. Um, Amazing. You look out back, it's, so, it's straight up, and out front, it goes straight down to a, another little street and a couple more houses than the river and the road. And, you know, but that's just how it is here. So, so, um, so encounters in West Virginia, have you had an encounter yourself? I have had uh, what I think is a, an encounter. I haven't seen uh, a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, um, but I was, I was squirrel hunting, and it was in the rain. Um, it wasn't raining when I got there, but it started raining on me while I was hunting there. And while it was raining, I, um, I, behind me, I, I was in a wildlife management area. It's kind of like a preserve. Yep. It's, it's just for yep. hunting, you know. Um, so directly behind me is just a hillside, but I thought I heard what sounded like, uh, a woman kind of giggling or talk, you know, kind of laughing, but it had like an Asian accent to it. Um, okay. and it, it was, it was weird. And I've, I've worked in the state parks for years at that point, you know, I worked there for four years. So I was, I was very familiar with the area. I was very familiar with the animals. Um, yes. and I never heard anything like that before. So it just kind of caught my attention, but the rain started dying down and a squirrel comes out like they usually do when the rain stops, you know, and I had my little shotgun. I shot that squirrel and I was sitting there waiting just to see if another one would pop out. And, um, it didn't. So I walked over there and I got my squirrel and come back and it was right around that time. I was, I was sitting there. I heard kind of like an umph noise, you know, like if somebody would fall oh, on their yeah. butt, you know, if somebody fall on their butt, they kind of like, umph, you know, or if you yeah, throw yeah. something, you know, well, yeah. I heard that noise and then I hear a, a thump right along with it. And so I turn around to look and on the hillside behind me, like I'm saying, it's, it's like very vertical, you know, it's yep. really steep hillside. Well, when I turn around and look, there's a tree branch um, coming down towards me, but it was going in a horizontal spin, like a, like a helicopter, you know, yeah. like it was, had been thrown at me. Yes. Yeah. Something had to, something had to uh, put a force on it to go like that. Right, because if it, if it just yeah, fell that, that tree, you know, it would have been like a you know end over end or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was coming down the hill and it, it came off to my right, and immediately I I jump up. I'm looking around. I stay there for about twenty more minutes, just hoping to see something, but I never did. Never saw mm. anything, and I I know there was no, you know, female Asian joggers in Southern West Virginia in the middle of the woods, you know. Throwing logs at you. <laughs> Throwing sticks at a guy with a gun. You know, it's like that's 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 amazing. Yeah, and that was uh that was my only experience with something that that could have been a Sasquatch, other than uh, I've heard some really wild vocalizations um mm. down there in the same area. Um, and vocalizations to me probably are more scarier <laughs> than yeah. actually seeing one, I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they really put the wind up me, eh? <laughs> oh, mate. Mate, that's, that's incredible, eh? 
and see, nothing's got nothing's got the right to be up on a almost vertical hillside. Right. Yeah. Hunters yeah. don't hunters don't go well. Where where we are, we we don't go vertical. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I even later on I climbed up there, but you have to grab you know like you grab a sapling tree and pull you know as you're yeah. going to get you know to keep your balance. Yep. yep. So yeah, it, it's a hard it's a hard area mm-hmm. to hunt. Period. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I want to take just a minute to tell you guys about SquatchSurvivalGear.com. If you're into camping, bushcraft, survival, prepping, or just looking for an everyday carry, SquatchSurvivalGear.com has everything you need. They have the gear to help you survive the worst day of your life. You know, it's just to help you be ready. Uh, For me, I have the Rock Ape Pack. It's one of the backpacks that they offer. It is, it's a good size bag. You know, it, I, I took it out on my last trip for a, for a four-day camp, and everything I needed fit in there. Um, they have things that go from that size down to, like, a sling bag. They have a bigger bag, you know, like the Grassman or the Yowie. Uh, and if you haven't noticed, they have cool names, too. You know, they're named after, you know, these cryptids, the Minahuni. Uh, they, 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 they got it all. But the gear itself is 100% made in America, Every component is made in America. Um, the guy that's designing them and making them here, his name is Chris. He's been on my show a couple times, but he's a uh, he's a veteran, and he went with the gear that he used while in military service and reconfigured it to to be even better and made it available you know to the civilian sector. Top of the line gear, absolutely bomb proof. I love it. Best I've ever had in my life. You know, I've I've had Camelbacks, I've had LL Bean, I've had uh, some some really high end stuff, but this Squatch Survival gear, it just it steals the show. Uh, it's fantastic gear. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You can use promo code Bump Ten and save ten percent on anything on the entire site. I don't have any other explanation for it. I mean, it could have been some kind of spirit, I guess, you know, because 
there's a lot of Native American history here and old coal yep. mining history here. So, you know, I can't swear that it was a Bigfoot, but that's the only thing I can think of. Mate, with what you initially heard, you know, it sounds like something came or exerted an effort, whether it was pulling a branch off that it was going to launch at you yeah. or positioning itself or, or sitting down, you know, that, oh, yep. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was weird. And, mm. you know, I was already into this stuff. I've, I've been into this stuff for, forever. But it was before I had a podcast or anything, years before I had a podcast. It was 2018. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Okay. So, so I, I jumped so up. Recent, recently, uh, yeah. recent, huh? Yeah, it was about, it was three years ago this, this September. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I would go out and hunt every chance I get, but. Mike, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love being outside. I love, you know, just. Mm. Oh, mate, I, I, I love the bush too. Yeah. The, um, Mate, over here they made it too hard to hunt. They 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 took our rifles off us, and mate, the um, you, you head bush, and you, and you're chasing these bloody things, and, and you're armed with a torch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. that's what I find absolutely crazy. You know, you're armed with a torch, yep. like um, as I said, Bob, our, our tech boy. Mate, he's got a great, great selection of bloody torches. <laughs> but, that's, but that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But as, a, as I said, mate, I suspect they, their eyesight is just very finely tuned night vision. Yeah. Mate, like, like I said, that torch that Karen had, it was it was a two dollar fifty torch from a survey, you know, with a couple of LEDs that, and the batteries were half flat. But this right. thing's, but this thing still reacted like like it had, you'd hit it with bloody, uh, you know, ten thousand lumens. Right. Now the arm was up and it was covering its eyes, right. you know. So, mate, the the very very sensitive. I I could see them retreating into really really thick scrub during the daytime, you know. Yeah. And, and definitely coming out at night because because of their eyesight, you know. The um, yeah, pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Wow. So um, uh, you, keen hunter. So you chase what white tail? Yep, white tail. Uh, squirrels. Uh, mm. We have we have turkey and stuff here. I, I haven't done a whole lot of turkey hunting, but uh, mm. Mm. Uh, hunting and fishing, hiking, camping, bushcrafting. Oh, we well. We call it bushcraft, but it, woodscraft, whatever you yep. want to call it, you know, making yep, yep. making your own stuff out there in the woods, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I follow a little bit of that stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I just tend to, um, if I've got spare time, try and get away, you know. Yeah. But, uh, mate, always had, always had an interest. The, um, um, yeah, even, oh, gee whiz, so that would have been 74 I'd say 73, 74, when the Paddy, uh, and then, you know, the, like the Paddy film came out um, um, what, uh, late 60s. Yeah. But even then, in, you know, here in Australia, um, you know, 73, 74, mate, those, those with an inquiring mind, like there was no internet or anything like that, but the, our libraries were always 
well stocked with current stuff, you know. And uh, mate, I um, I remember coming across bloody um, pictures of, of of Patty, you know. And mate, I, I don't know. I must have been a strange child or something. But <laughs> anything anything like that, um, uh, I, I I absorbed and I put it in a box. But as I was saying, with my, I reckon the first book I ever read uh, was about UFOs, and then um, you, you probably you might even remember that one with um, oh he was uh, what is his name Mitchell and he chased one in a uh, in an early jet um, in the states uh-huh. and I think he crashed. You remember that one? I think so. Yeah, and mate, that was that was the first first story I ever read in a book. <laughs> <laughs> and and because because it was the first story I'd read in a book, and being young, I thought it was real. Oh yeah. So I I, I just knew right from the get go that these things existed. Yeah. Why they existed? Because I read it in a book. <laughs> and then, and and then what what, what was that about seventy six was I, I'd spoken to you about it when I saw Mum called me outside. Right. And we saw those. Uh, those ones flying over Toowoomba, those the, the the metal spherical balls, right? And when I saw that, I went, "Yeah, yeah, this coincides with what what I read in the book, <laughs> and these things are real, you know." That's so right. yeah, so that that sort of set my path because what I was seeing, I was reading in books, and then when I saw Paddy and the pictures of Paddy, I knew that um, Sasquatch existed because I read it in a book. And then over here, uh, locally, we had a very, very interesting case. And it was up at Kilcoy. Now, Kilcoy is about, it might be an hour and a half to the northwest of us. Um, uh, we don't have mountain ranges like you guys do, but we have hills, you know. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I, I always refer to uh, uh, the encounter as the Sunday Creek encounter. Uh, two young guys, so they would have been only probably two years younger than me. They were uh, at Kilcoy on Sandy Creek and uh, messing around with, uh, oh, might have been a 22, I think, back in the days when we could have guns. And they heard a, a creature walking down the creek. They looked up and here's this yowie walking down the creek. In wow. sheer fright, they... they, they they reckon they whacked a couple of 22s into it. This thing's taken off. Anyway, it made, made the local counts, uh, made the local newspaper. I read about it. And as I said, mate, if you if I read about something, it was real. Right. So right, right from the from yeah, mid mid-70s, I knew that Yowies existed, you know. So well, that was my mindset. You know, whether it was naive or not, I don't know, but I always knew that these things existed. But then, but I hope I'm not boring you. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm loving it. Mate, so, so, so what happened was um, that was put away in a little box and I knew that Yowies existed. Um, the local Kilcoy Council um, sort of then played, played along and they, they put up a Yowie statue and all the rest of it and every so often the genital our genitals get cut off it you know and <laughs> that's, that's what happens you know anyway so um but um 
Now, back in about, oh, gee whiz. Uh, I'd say 2003-2004, I had the opportunity to uh, deer hunt up there. Now, uh, Brisbane Valley, Kilcoy, um, uh, there was a, re a release of red deer up there and uh, make red deer, well, to me, the red deer are the uh, uh, premier deer uh, species up this way. And, uh, mate, I had the opportunity... Uh, got on great guns with the uh, property owner and in the Kilcoy district. Now, uh, the property owner, Kenny, great guy, and uh, he'd lived the entire life up there in the hills in Kilcoy. Mate, it's dueling badjo country, you know. <laughs> anyway, mate, he and and he was a poacher. Um, he he um, Fences meant nothing. So... But he, he had hunted his entire life up there. So our first night um, of, of meeting uh, him, and, uh, him and his wife, Dawn, and my first question to him was, you had to guess it, eh? Oh, have, yeah. you ever, have you ever seen anything strange in the bush up here? And he looked at me and he, it always cleared his, clear his voice. You know, you're talking, yowie. And I said, yeah, I'm talking yowie. And he said, I've been here 60 years and I've never, ever seen anything strange. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And, mate, I have no doubt. If he'd seen something, he would have told me. Yeah. And, mate, so he'd spent 60 years in that district hunting and poaching and knew every, every square inch of that country for probably... She was 50 miles from Andy's place yeah. and never struck a thing. See? But the, yeah, see, and so I, I don't know. But the, the, the multiple uh, uh, encounters up there, mate, as I said, um, yeah, Australian Yowie Research, yeah. multiple entries of encounters on their website. Um, so, yeah, I, I found that very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah they'll look, um, uh, our group, they'll say, oh, you know, you, you know of any areas? And I say, well, where we're going is the best we've got. You know, down there at Canungra, I said, mate, I've, I've hunted all up through the valley. There's encounters there, but I've never, mate, I've, I've, I've been into the deep, dark parts of it. And I, I said, I've never, ever, ever felt the hairs come up on the back of my neck. I've never felt uncomfortable. I've never heard anything that I can't explain. But, mate, I'll put it down to location, location, location. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, I, uh, mate, one can have all the theories. You know, you can have all the theories in the world. Yeah. But, mate, um, where we are down at Canungra there in the Gold Coast hinterland, it's very rainforesty, very, very thick. Um uh, there's uh, Defence Force exclusion land uh, very close by. So the perfect place, if there was ever going to be a, a troop of Yowie around, that's the spot because they're not going to be disturbed. If, if someone sees them, they're out on the fringes um, out of probably sheer curiosity. But, mate, um, I have no doubt that people do see them elsewhere, but... 
if it's not rainforest area and it's that open eucalypt grasslands, mate, I think they're travelling somewhere. They they always seem to be in a hurry. <laughs> any, <laughs> any neighbors, you know, they they're stepping it out. Right. They don't want to be seen, but they're stepping it out, going from pocket to pocket, you know. But um, yeah, that's that's just the theory I've got. You know, open land, they're in transit. Uh, the real thick, heavy stuff. Yeah, that's probably where they'll they'll settle down. You know, but they, you know, now I have one one question that I that I'll put to you. You might have a theory on it. Okay. Okay. You have a creature. We have a creature. Right. Well, there's a couple. Well, there's a couple of questions. We we should be sitting around a campfire. Mate. I know. <laughs> uh, but okay. Now this, this question really this this. This one really plays on my mind. Okay, you've got a creature that stands, uh, say, average, uh, say, eight foot tall. Mm -hmm. Now, this thing's going to weigh conservatively, say, 400 to 450 kilos. So, say, 800 pound. Yeah, would you would you say that's a reasonable estimate? Yeah, I would. 800? Four, yeah. yeah, say, seven to 800 pound? Yeah. Okay, now... If you're hunting wild pig and a 200-pound uh, pig, that's a that's a pretty reasonable pig. Yeah. Now, I, I've shot them, say, uh, 100, 100 to 110. You know you've got a good pig. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, so you've got, an, you've got a pig that weighs 110 kilos. You've got a Sasquatch come Yowie that weighs 400. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I've seen the damage, and you've probably seen it too, that four wild pigs at 100 kilos each will do oh, yeah. on the side of a riverbank. Mate, they plough it up. You, you think the cocky was putting a bloody crop in. They, they dug it up. Okay, yeah. so they're looking for roots, food. Why aren't we... Now, why aren't we seeing the evidence of what these creatures are eating. Mate, they've got to be eating four times as much as a 100-kilo wild pig. Have to be. They have to be. Um, you know, physically or, or, and internally, a wild pig's very similar to a human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... And I take it on face value. Karen says they're very, very human. So... What are these things eating? Why aren't we seeing more evidence of what they're eating? And, and mate, if they were complete, well, even if they were a, a meat eater, why aren't we seeing these things streaking across a paddock and, and plucking deer or kangaroo or whatever? Right. We should be seeing that a lot more often. We should. But we're not. We're, but we're not seeing that. And to be as but, intelligent yeah. as they are, you know, they say, you know, for you to have a higher brain function, you know, to be a, a super intelligent creature, you have to have a lot of protein, you know, because protein is what read that. feeds the brain, yes. you know, so they have to well, be that, that was, some kind of meat. Yeah, well, see, that was the big step forward, wasn't it, was when yeah. we started to eat meat and cook it. Yep. It allowed that chemical reaction to, to actually grow our brains. Yeah. Mm. So, so why why aren't we seeing evidence of and, and mate, given the right conditions? These well, Sasquatch. How many times have they been reported in berry patches eating berries? You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, the, so they're eating. 
you know, mate, they should be smashing the bush down out there in the States, you know, and there should be evidence of it, you know. People should be seeing these things or, or the evidence of, of where they're eating because, mate, the, the amount they'd have to eat would have to plainly stand out, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe I don't know enough, you know. <laughs> you know, the more people I talk to, the less I know. You know, when all this started, Rod, I thought that, you know, Bigfoot was, you know, an eight foot tall ape that lived out in, you know, Washington State, the West Coast of the United States. And it was just a remnant of some old Gigantopithecus, you know, the old, old ape that maybe, you know, there was just a handful left and somebody spotted one. You know, I, I didn't, I thought that was it. But now I talk to people and they're seeing, all this activity, you know, it'll follow mm. people, you know, it, it, it has, yes. you know, it will draw, you know, draw pictures or whatever, like uh, symbols, or it'll, it'll use sticks, you know, to communicate. They sometimes just kind of disappear or they'll see orbs of light mm. around where they see these Bigfoot. I don't know what in the world we're dealing with, man. I don't know if it's something supernatural or if it's a biological creature mm. anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, it's it's strange. I, I want it to be uh, <laughs> some some form of human, you know, I do too. some offshoot. I do too. Uh, from yeah, you know, just just from what Karen said, you know, it, it looks so human, but uh, I, I don't know. Mate, the uh, uh, the orb thing. Um, I've never seen any orbs here in Australia, you know. I, I, I'm definitely flying saucers, <laughs> but orbs, you know, yeah, floating through, floating, floating through forests. Uh, we, um, I don't know of anyone that's uh, seen orbs, you know. Right. Mm. Let's see, I, the, I haven't personally, but I've I've had a lot of accounts. You know, there's there's stories all over the place, of especially in the forest, you know, in the woods. You mm. know, they call them. Uh, mm willow of the wisp or something like that or willow wisp yeah yeah it, it a... seems to be a lot more common in the states doesn't it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mate there's there's one here in australia um and my uncle has spotted it uh they call it the min min light and uh anyway it, it it's probably more spiritual yep uh tends to follow vehicles um uh like an orb but that's the only one that um, historically I know of, you know. But um, yeah, that's um, yeah, just right out of left field, you know. It's Man. it's out in the out in the back of beyond out near the black stump, you know. It's um, <laughs> that there, there's no one out that way, you know. The population out that way is minuscule, you know. You might be gee whiz, I, oh, you wouldn't even want to guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'd be you're, you're hard pressed seeing people out there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's interesting, eh? Very, very interesting. But um, so, so what do you got planned, mate? Yeah, uh, you're starting your weekend shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I've, I'm working from home all summer, so I, I already got my work log filled out and and emailed that in. Um, I did it last night to go ahead and account for today. So I'm, I basically have a three day weekend. You know, I'm, there's not okay. much else left to do today. It's it's already been taken care of. So, 
Oh, okay. So a work log, is this for the school? Yeah. See, I teach a program that is actually through um, our National Guard. Like a, it's like a, okay. you know. A cadet? Yes, it's, it's like a like a ROTC program, a cadet program. Yes. Yeah. And what what I do is we teach the kids, you know, some basic military stuff, you know, a little bit of military yes. history. We teach them how to march and stuff like that. Yes. But uh-huh. the, the majority of what we're doing is life skills, you know, teach them how to do a job interview, how to balance a, a budget and how to how to cope with life when you know mm-hmm. you have setbacks you know try to teach them how to be resilient things that mom mate, and dad used to teach us back you know when we were kids mate our kids don't have that now so mate well number one good on you mate, that <laughs> is brilliant. mate that, and you would not believe it my son he was an air force cadet and he was on base yeah and uh, mate he mate Unfortunately, he's not in a position um, to uh, join the Defence Force. Too much medication, but bloody, uh, mate, he absolutely loved the cadets. Yeah. Uh, quick story. Yeah. He was in charge of his um, his squad and they were getting ready for um, a, uh, a ceremony and there was two lines and Mitch was... Mitch was in the front of one, uh, giving, uh, yelling the direction. And anyway, he goes, and wheel to the left. And, <laughs> and they split. They split like that. And then Mitch goes, the other left, the other left. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, mate, Mitch absolutely loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just uh, especially Anzac Day. See, we have Anzac Day over here that we... Um, uh, commemorate so uh, Australian uh, New Zealand and uh, yeah the, the, that's the big one military wise you know all right so uh, all the cadets get ready for it and uh, yeah they have the uh, the hornets you know fly over and all the rest of it and and uh, yeah but what you what you guys do there with the extension of the um, uh, you know like a living life program mate that's brilliant yeah that is absolutely mate it, it, it's sad when when the parents can't teach that, and and, and it's up to up, up to you to do it, you know, it's that's 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 sad, but it, it's a real indictment on society, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The, um, it is. Around mate, here, that's why I say good on you. Thank you, thank you, and it's a yeah, it's a mate, blessing mate, to get you to do pretty. it. Yeah, it, it's a real blessing right. to get to do it. I love trying to help you know these young young adults because they're high school age. These are you know, 15, yep. 16, 17, 18 year old kids. So yeah, most of the mate, shaping they, and stuff has already been done. I'm just yeah, trying to exactly. knock the edges yeah. off before they go out there. <laughs> and mate, the um, you'd probably find, mate, mate I, I, I can only imagine where you live and the, the demographic, but um, mate, they'd be good kids. They'd be great kids. Yeah. yeah they they'd, uh, mate, wow. and you know why? Be, they spend a lot of time out in the bush. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why they're good kids. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right, mate. Exactly right. Yeah. Oh mate. Yeah, mate. I, I feel we could bloody yarn for hours, eh? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, mate. Well, you've just about cleaned, cleaned me out of bloody stories. I'll have to head bushing <laughs> and get some more, eh? 
Yeah. 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 You go back out there, right? Mate, as I said, the um, yeah, I, I, I'm just in a good spot at the moment, and uh, and and the people I talk to, as I said, either they or their family or or someone they know has had an experience, you know. Yeah. And and, and mate, as I said, there are some there. Oh, you just it's just so sad, you know. Oh, I I would never want to be in that position, you know. But um, uh, and mate, we've got um a couple of girls in our group and uh, mate, keenest mustard. They've never had an experience, but by the crikeys, they want to have one. They know? want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, they, they put us to shame, mate. But, uh, but as I said, mate, um, yeah, with this walking, walking the trails at night, holy dooly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they put their hands up first, you know, well, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe when um, they haven't want to actually trail them, they, their opinion might change a little bit. I yeah. don't know, but it might really bloody spur them on, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, what what, what, our, our next major adventure? Yes, that's it. Well, mate, our next major uh, adventure is bloody um, down on the Gold Coast, on the eastern side of this range where um, a lot of this yaoi activity is taking place. Uh, we have a dam. Uh, you can look it up, uh, Hins Dam, okay. and uh, H-I-N-Z-E. And um, we're going to put a boat on it. Now, mate, we are so overgoverned here, and every bastard's got their bloody finger in the pie. Um, public access. Um, mate, we've got gates on everything, you know? Yeah. And we shouldn't. Yeah, it, mate, you, you've got fools everywhere, and you've got vandals everywhere. But, uh, mate, a lot of our resources are behind gates at night. So all good during the day, but if you want to wander in at night, you, you hard press parking a vehicle up and then and 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 walking, you know? Yeah. So um, so what we want to do is uh, uh, put a put my boat on Hins Dam and uh, get the thermal out. Um, from my investigation site there at Canungra, uh, there's a, a creek called Back Creek. And it flows into Hins Dam um, through a, a couple of mountain ranges. But what I suspect is, um, mate, when you've got a when you've got an animal or a person type creature that's got a 15 foot step on it, mate, they cover a lot of ground very very quickly. Yeah. And um, I, I was part of a, what they call the uh, Red Deer uh, Research Program, and that was up at another uh, another site north of Toowoomba. And uh, we put some radio trackers on some red deer. And, mate, you would not believe, um, well, I found it hard to believe, but on an average night, a red deer will travel 20 kilometres a night, which, uh, what's that? That probably equates to about 15 miles in one yeah. night. Yeah. So, mate, if, if, you've got, if you've got a yaoi that can cover that as a minimum 15 miles a night, Easily, without even raising a sweat. Um, um, that's why I'm thinking that they could be using Back Creek as a, um, a as a pathway down to the down to the water. Maybe hunt on the water's edge, but no one would ever know. Uh, there's been a lot of sightings uh, uh, recorded at Hins Dam and to the east of Hins Dam of um, uh, Yowies being seen uh, on the roadways. Um, but I'm suspecting that they're using um, Back Creek 
to access the dam area. Um, you know, where there's water, there's uh, definitely a lot of food. Uh, with that area itself too, uh, a lot of kangaroo, a lot of wallaby. So um, I, I would dare say it might even be a very good feeding ground or hunting ground for them as well. So that's the plan is to get the boat on the, on the dam at night which is, logistically is pretty hard, but we're going to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, get the thermal out there and just sit out there and uh, hopefully a Yowie doesn't come for a swim, you know. <laughs> so, that, so that's the plan. That's the plan in the next, I'd say in the next month. Awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, so that should be interesting. It'll be a good group exercise. A couple of guys are keen with their kayaks and I've got a... Um, uh, 3.8, um, oh, what you guys probably call a pretty basic bass boat, you know? Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, I've got a bow mount electric on it. So um, I'll, I'll get it out there with a couple of, I'll oh, probably another three, three, oh, three in our group. And whoever wants to throw a kayak in, I'll tow them out there, you know? So uh, that's the plan. That is the plan. That's a good So plan. maybe if it, yeah, so if we can get some, oh, well, mate, I, oh, Mate, you can get all the thermal image you want, but in the end, it's a it's a blob, isn't it? Yeah. So you you you're better off, um, you know, with with a with a um, a verbal encounter anyway. I reckon. That, that, yeah, you can show all the all the thermal images, but in the end, <laughs> it, it proves nothing. You know, that, that's what it boils down to. You know. Yeah. 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 Did you, you know, did you I, see? Uh, did you see some thermal image come out of Australia? Uh, you know, I don't well, think so. just got a little bit of latency by the sounds of it. I, I don't think I've seen How's any. How's that? Come out of there. Okay. Okay. Um, there is some thermal image probably came out of Australia in the last month uh, down in the area um, at Springbrook. Now, Springbrook, as the crow flies from where we are, uh, well, where we where we have a look is probably only about ten miles. Uh, so yes, yeah, some some really really good. As, well, as far as thermal imaging goes, uh, some very interesting stuff. So if you uh, if you YouTube it or uh, I think these boys are um, uh, again they might be um, uh, Yowie um, uh, Australian Yowie research. Uh -huh. Punch that in with um, uh, Springbrook thermal or something okay. um yeah yeah quite interesting i'll check that out they had a camp they had a campsite set up and they heard something and they they worked their way in behind it and they actually got the thermal of it looking into their campsite um and they were behind it so um, oh, wow it, it, it does look very very good yeah very good. i'll check that yeah. out for sure man mate not as good as the old um uh, Stacy Brown, but not bad. You know? <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, there's some, uh, yeah, I found that quite interesting too in the last uh, last month or so. And, and funny, mate, every everyone at work, you know, oh, uh, you're into Yowies, you know, I said, yeah, yeah. Oh, have you seen that thermal image from the Springbrook, you know? And, and oh, these wow. are guys I haven't even, yeah, they, they don't know me, you know, but they know of me. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll definitely check that out, man. Yeah, have a look at it. Mate, whatever right. it is, it is big and it is broad. Jeez, it's broad across the shoulders. Yeah. It, it, it's it's big. It's yeah. one of those ones that you wouldn't want to run across, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to run across any of them now. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I think the one Karen saw was the good one to see, you know? Yeah. 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 That uh, really like, that's about as that's about a perfect scenario, you know? Yes. That's about yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone close and this thing backing out of there, you know? Yeah. They're obviously not confrontational. Right. Yeah. I'm curious. Very curious. <laughs> well, mate. Lovely to put a face to a voice. Yes, right. <laughs> I, I was. I'm thinking the same thing, man. It's so yeah. good to finally get to see you. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, I will keep in touch, and Appreciate if it. mate, if I come across anything interesting, uh, I, I will certainly uh, throw it in your direction. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, please do, man. Mate, and uh, so how's your time now? Is it heading towards ninety? I suppose. Oh, it's a uh, quarter till ten. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the day's got away. The I day's know. got away. I know. I oh, got to make a post office run and uh, buy some more smokes. I, I'd stay here and smoke my last one. <laughs> so, oh, no. Mate, try the vapes. Try the vapes. Have you tried vaping yet? I haven't. I'm, I'm still old school. I, I'll stick with the cigarettes that cost too much money. Oh, what? Vaping? No, I, no, I said I'm I'm still old school. I I'll stick with the the tobacco. Oh, okay, man. mate, that was the main reason I took up vaping was the bloody cost wise. You know, yeah. I I don't know what it is in the states, but mate, this is to vape is dirt cheap, and I've got a a tad of nicotine in it, so I, yeah. I still get my nicotine hit. And mate, health wise, mate, um, I I I, I told you I went down in that screaming great heap, and I had a heap of tests done on me. And um, they, the, the, um, the doctor said, now, you said you're a smoker. And I said, yeah. Oh, actually, I vape, and I vape for about the last five years. And he goes, well, that's interesting. He said, um, your lung capacity and your lung efficiency is very, very good as compared to a smoker. And I said, oh, yeah. And, and I said to him, well, that's the way I feel, too. I, have, I said, I've, I've never felt better since I've taken up vaping rather than cigarettes, you know? Yeah, so uh, it's interesting, mate. Mm. Might have to give it a shot. <laughs> well, mate, yeah, find someone who's got a spare one. Generally, anyone who's vapes got a spare one because they don't want to get caught out. Right. And just see if you could borrow one for a week or so. Mate, you might be impressed. You might I'll, be impressed. I'll have to try it. I'll have to yeah. try it. What, what sort of smokes do you smoke, mate? Are they... Are they um, Heavies or mediums, lights? Uh, well, I, I smoke just, it's this brand here. I don't know if they even have this down in Australia. It's American Spirits. Oh, yeah. Uh, are they um, a high nicotine content or a low? Or? They're they're pretty high nicotine. It's uh, it's pure organic tobacco. So it's just. Oh, okay. Yeah. No additives. They're expensive as hell, though. They're like $9 a pack, you know. Hey. Mate, hold on to your seat. A packet of cigarettes in Australia, a 40-pack, will set you back about $60 to $65 a packet. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, no it does. Way. Yep. Yep. You know, a, a packet of 30 will cost you about $40. So, That's crazy. Ours are in 20 packs. These are... Yep. 20. So that would be probably $30 there? Yep, yep, $25 to $30. Yes. 
Well, no wonder you don't smoke. <laughs> oh, you can't. You can't afford it, mate. You no. cannot afford to smoke. Oh, mate, my anyone? Goodness. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that's the price of cigarettes in Australia. Yeah, that's why just about everyone I know vapes now. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can um, play around with your nic uh, your nicotine content. Yeah, I just buy nicotine, um, and uh, you just be very careful with it. You know, it's a bloody poison <laughs> but um yeah you, you, but, you know one is very very careful with it but um you can adjust your nicotine level to what whatever you want you know yeah um i was a fairly heavy smoker and uh mate i've, I've i'm down to about three milligrams so um three three mils yeah. um uh, added to uh what's it yeah three three mils to a uh, hundred so yeah we said three three milligram yeah. And and that's quite good, you know. But mate, I, I reckon it's psychological anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is, you know. You know that's it is, it uh, yeah, yeah. It's just that, it, mate. Yeah, idle hands. You know, you got to have something that's yeah, in your hand. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. But mate, yeah, give 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 the vaping a go. If oh, you yeah. know, if if you can borrow one, give it a go for a week. Okay. I'm certain. Well, generally, vapors are pretty good too. You know, they 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 take a bit of pride in their pro, uh, what they smoke. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah yeah they'll they'll point you in the right direction. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, one more question, mate. I am a super keen fish OA. Uh, what do you chase fish wise up there? Oh man, I largemouth bass and smallmouth bass are oh, that's that's my favorite. But we uh, we go after some rainbow trout and catfish. Yep. Um, yep. That's about it uh, around here in the area. Okay. But yep. uh, I'm getting ready to go to the beach here in a couple of weeks. We're going down to the Atlantic coast, down yes. to, uh, South Carolina, and I'm going to, I got a charter lined up. Yep. So we're going to go out and see what we can catch out in the ocean. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, this time of year, what, what can you expect down there at um, South Carolina uh, out on the charter? What do you chase out there? No idea. I, I think uh, King Mackerel might be running. Okay. Um, but I'm not really sure. You know, I'm I'm a hillbilly. You know, I'm, I'm from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, so the rainbow trout uh, are they uh, are they put and take, or do they actually run to the sea? Oh no, they they we have hatcheries and stuff. They stock them here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So they don't. They don't, uh, they, they don't find the salt water. No, no. Our, okay. We're landlocked by quite mm -hmm. a bit. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, interesting. Mate, I've been to New Zealand chasing rainbows. Have you? And, uh, oh, mate. Have you ever heard of the New Zealand trout fisheries? Uh-uh. Mate, look it up. Look right. it up. <laughs> look up. <laughs> mate, look up Lake Taupo, uh, T A U. PO and uh, um, yeah, it's it's a um, well. There's browns, there's brown trout, and um, uh, uh, the rainbows. Yeah, and mate, world class, world class trout fishery. Wow, mate. If you mate, if you get to this side of the planet, and I hope you do, and I hope I'm with you. Yeah, mate. We will do a side trip to New Zealand if you're a keen fisher. I'll oh, take man. you to New Zealand and we will catch trout. Oh, man. Mate, yeah. That um, 
Mate, um, we have a spot there that we hit first up every time we go over. And, and this, this little trickle that flows into Lake Taupo might be eight foot across. And it's just a trickle, but the trout line up there at night to feed. And mate, if we don't pull an eight pound or a nine pound trout, and that's our first trout of the trip, it goes straight in the smoker oh. and then it's on. And then it is on. We know we're in for wow. a good trip. Mate, but yeah, mate, look up, yeah, look up New Zealand for oh, trout really? fishing. I'll check that out it, for sure. Mate, it is it is incredible. <laughs> but uh, over here, over here uh, locally, we chase some um, Australian bass. Uh, we chase uh, what we call yellow belly. Uh, they're a native fish. Uh, the Australian bass is a native fish. Um, uh, to the south, we've got um, trout. Um, uh, and then, mate, we have uh, beach fishing. Uh, over here uh, in winter, so very shortly, uh, I usually try and get up to Fraser Island. So Fraser Island is the, the world's largest natural sand island. Uh, the main beach is... I think 70 miles and it's like a highway on the tide. Uh, we camp up the top end there and the Taylor run is just incredible. The, um, uh, mate, I, I've counted, gee whiz, 130, 140 fishermen, they're all in a line and not <laughs> one tangled line, not one tangled line. Wow. And, oh, it's incredible, mate. Incredible oh, fishing. Geez. Yeah. Hello. But the, the funny thing with the, um, the bass fishing, so Australian bass, Everything that you equate to um, uh, rainbow trout fishing, uh -huh. it applies to Australian trout, uh, Australian bass. Really? So every technique, every technique you use, like I, I, um, I tend to fly fish at night for the Australian bass. Um, same technique that you use for trout, exactly the same. Same flies, same technique. I, um, I, I just like a. Um, uh, just a floater, you know. Um, yeah. It might might be down, say, six inches. And the bass, they'll sit there and they'll just, nice, quiet night. They look up and see this thing and they cannot help themselves. <laughs> and, 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 oh, mate, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But, uh, yeah, very interesting, eh, that, that all your trout techniques use uh, work on Australian bass. Yeah, it's wow. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I love my fly rod. <laughs> I, <love> my fly. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Oh, mate. Mate, I'm going to call it quits. All right, buddy. As I said, I'll shoot you an email if anything out of the ordinary happens. But, mate, absolute pleasure tonight. Yes, mate. Right. You've made you. the start. Mate, you've made the start of a great weekend day. Uh, I appreciate Absolutely you, fantastic. man. Mate, brilliant, brilliant. Bye. Right. Okay, mate, we'll, uh, we'll cut her off and, uh, mate, all the best. All the hey, best. To you too, Rod. You and your family. See you, babe. I'll talk mate, to you soon. Nice to meet you, mate. You See you, <laughs> mate. Later. Bye. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on, share your story with us, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me.
send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.